Another improvement to that camera though is the Pixel 4 now has two main cameras, one 12.2 megapixel lens and a 16 megapixel telephoto lens for zooming in, which is a feature that has long been a staple for flagship smartphones from other companies for a couple of years. Interestingly enough, the Pixel 3 had only one rear camera, and at the time, Google said, we don't need two rear cameras. We're good with one. Our software is so good, we do not need another rear camera. Google also said they didn't need to have optical image stabilization. Now they have optical image stabilization. So it's just funny when Google says, we don't need this or that, and then the following year, they add the thing that they said they didn't need. What is going on, everyone? Andrew Edwards here, Editor-in-Chief of GearLive.com. And before we start this episode of the Geared Up Podcast, I wanted to answer one big question we've been getting over the past couple of weeks. What happened to Geared Up? Where is Geared Up? When is the next episode coming? Did you cancel the show? No, the show is still ongoing. The show is still here. Geared Up is still your weekly resource for the best and latest in the world of tech and gadgets, except for the past few weeks, we've had a few things come up. First of all, John Rettinger, my co-host, got sick. Then I got sick. Then John's kids got sick. Then I got sick again. And now it seems like we're both back on track. So the first time I was sick, I had a really bad sore throat. Second time I was sick, I was coughing pretty much every 20 to 25 seconds, and it was just impossible to record a show. What you're going to be listening to today is two separate segments that we each recorded individually because we wanted to be able to get a show out as soon as possible. So both John Rettinger and I recorded our thoughts on the brand new Google Pixel 4. In the first segment, John will give you his thoughts on the Pixel 4. Second segment, I'll be bringing you mine. So let's get into the show, starting with John Rettinger. And I am John Rettinger. I'm going to commandeer. I'm going to forcibly take control right now from Andrew. I want to talk about the news du jour, the hot gossip that dropped, the new phones. Pixel 4. And it's dividing the Android community. It's dividing folks who love Android. It's dividing folks who are on the iOS side. It is a polarizing phone. You could say it's like the Andrew Edwards of phones. Some like it. Some not so much. But I'm going to tell you about all the good and the bad. And then I'll give a conclusion where I think the Pixel 4 falls. As somebody who has seen the phone, tested the phone, had it in my hands for just a few days, I got a lot of opinions. And uh, as you guys know, I, I'm not shy to share those opinions. So we're going to break this up like I said. I'll share the bad, disappointing, why the Pixel 4 is a monster bomb. Then I'll take the other side, why the Pixel 4 is amazing and great and why people should be rushing out to buy and pre-order the latest from Google. So I flipped a coin beforehand, you couldn't see it, but you're gonna have to take my word for it. I'm gonna start with the bad. Let's start with the reasons that Pixel 4 is a disappointment. Let's start with what hits everybody, price. So starting at $799 for that Pixel 4, going up to almost a thousand bucks if you wanna option up the Pixel 4 XL, it is not a cheap phone. This is no longer sort of an entry level into the Pixel world. These are expensive devices. When you're looking at about $1,000, you're expecting to get $1,000 worth of value. And for that price, or for that $799 or $899, depending on whether you get the Pixel 4 or the XL, you are getting, sorry to disappoint you guys, 64 gigabytes of storage. And I'm willing to knock Apple for it. I think 64 is a joke. 
especially with no expandable storage here, 128 should be the standard. Now you can go to 128 if you want to pay for it. There's no expandable storage, so you are stuck with what Google is blessing you with. But John, you're saying, I don't need that much storage. I can back up all of my photos in the unlimited Google Clouds you're calling Google One in perfect, beautiful resolution as I shot them. Because that's what the pixels are about, free and limited storage. Well, yeah, they, uh, they got rid of that too. So, sorry to disappoint. And for a phone that's coming out in late 2019, you'd expect the latest from Snapdragon. Latest Qualcomm chip, the 855 Plus. Gives you about 20% performance improvement over the 855. You're wrong here again. Snapdragon 855. But John, you're being too hard on the phone. It's not what pixels are about. As long as it works, it works. And to you, I say, yeah, it will. But two or three years down the road, maybe you wish you had the extra performance boost. And speaking of things you might wish you had a few years down the road, how about RAM? Six gigabytes of RAM is the max you can get. And I think you can say anything about Android. More RAM tends to be the better. I would have liked to have had eight. Now six works pretty well. It's buttery smooth with the Pixel 4, but I think eight, 10, or 12, like you're seeing on the competition, would have given this phone more headroom for years in the future. So all that spec stuff, at least mostly out of the way, we'll get back to a few key specs. What about the looks? The Pixel 4 has never been, the Pixel line in general, it's never been a beautiful looking phone. You wanna look at this device and be like, wow, this is gonna win a design award. There's no Dieter Braun design here. It's kind of an ugly phone and they got rid of the pointless notch, but now it's got a gigantic forehead on board. And there's some good stuff crimped in that forehead that I will talk about. Well, it's not a pretty phone. I don't care how cute their names are with it, oh so orange. It's still not a good looking device. And looks are subjective, maybe to your eye, it knocks you over and you think it's the next supermodel phone out there. But for me, not a good looking phone. Uh, I will say though, the oh so orange I think looks the best with clearly white and just black coming in third. But the cameras, cameras are amazing, right? The cameras are all about the pixel, that's what defines a pixel. It's its one feature that's redeeming. It's got more cameras here, so it's gotta be better. It's got the regular wide angle sensor, and now it has a telephoto. I know that's pissing a lot of people off. Now listen, I'm in a camp where I'd rather have a telephoto lens. That was a joke, if you couldn't tell, a bad one. I prefer telephoto. Maybe it's, it's the dad and me taking pictures of my kids playing soccer, where I can't just run up closer to them. I like having it. I think ultra wide tends to warp things a little bit. But when you see the competition offering three, camera options and the Pixel opting for two, disappointing. Speaking of, of limiting camera options, you've got one front-facing camera sensor, which would have been nice to have two. It is wide angle, so you know, I can I can give them, give them that. I would have liked to have had sort of two on board. I think it would have added to the flexibility of the Pixel. It's generally pretty good camera system, and it is eight megapixel with an F2.0 aperture if you're keeping track at home. Other things that Pixel is not doing, just like I got rid of the headphone jack. That's that's been done before you expect it. Uh, but no headphones in the box. No coupon for free Pixel Buds when they come out sometime next year. No dongle for USB Type-C to 3.5. Nothing. You get no headphones in the box. You want to listen to music, you deal with the speakers, or you bring your own headphones. So that's my knocks on the Pixel, and that's why people are divided on this phone. You look at what's coming out from OnePlus, Samsung, LG, Huawei, Xiaomi, every other phone manufacturer you can think of, they are bringing the thunder, and Google's kind of entering back with perhaps a bit of an expensive whimper.
But this phone's gotta keep working, right? It's gotta last you through the days. You might be disappointed here. 2800 milliamp hour battery on the Pixel 4 and 3700 milliamp hours on the 4XL. With the 90 hertz screen, it's going to be battery hungry. It's gonna to be tough. And I haven't seen much battery drain in my two days of testing it, but that's early on. Bigger battery equals better. And the camera, so video's kind of been an Achilles heel of Android. Have they fixed it with the 4? Nope. No 4K60 on the back or the front. It's not a deal breaker, but it is, you know, disappointing. But that's just one side of this coin that I flipped. There's a lot of other things to like about the Pixel 4. Reasons to get it, reasons to be excited, and reasons that you might want to consider pre-ordering. Talk about the amazing stuff in the Pixel 4. Maybe hypocritical to talk about battery life and 90 hertz screen, but holy smokes. The 90 hertz screen looks really, really, really good. And the screens have been something where Google has traditionally missed on, let's just say, with Pixel devices in the past. 5.7 inch OLED on the 4, 6.3 on the XL. 19 by 9 aspect ratios if you care. But what I like what they're doing is it'll scale itself down. Let's scale the right word. It'll, it'll go down on the refresh rate to 60 if it's doing, if you're doing something that doesn't think needs the 90 hertz. But things just look really smooth. You get theoretically better frame rates while playing games, but Unless you got the phone plugged in, you're probably not going to see those anyway. You can force it to stay at 90 hertz if you want, but I like that it's doing it dynamically. So I mentioned the Snapdragon 55, not so awesome. But what is awesome is a Pixel Neural Core. This is doing all kinds of crazy stuff. It'll let you talk and it'll transcribe things in real time. It's a journalist's dream about those cameras. Let's talk a little bit more about those beautiful, beautiful cameras on the back. So yeah, it would have been nice to have three. The pixel quality has always been amazing. It might be a dirty secret, but it's never been about the hardware. Sony's made those sensors on pixel phones for years. They're almost off the shelf. Where Google's magic has been on the software side and the processing side. And they stepped up the game here, combining on-device and off-device to get beautiful pictures. HDR looks beautiful, I could expect. Now you can preview it right on the screen, which is amazing. You can see what your photos going to actually look like. All the night mode stuff looks great. Everything that made the Pixel 3 really good the Pixel 4 refined. Think of it as a Pixel 3S. There's a lot of reasons to be excited about the Pixel 4. And the cameras are a huge, huge, huge reason. The quality of these shots are amazing. The photos look bright, vibrant, beautiful. Everything just looks good with these cameras. I think this is still probably amongst the best cameras you can get on the market. I want to benchmark, get some competition. But the things the Pixel 3 did well, the 4, Steps up its game. Also, nice things here in the box. You've got an 18 watt charger. They're including hooray for that on board. You've got fast charging. So if battery life's not good, plug it in for 10 minutes or put it on the wireless charger and you are good to go. Stereo speakers are amazing here. They sound really loud. You've got a eSIM capability as well. If you want to sort of rock two SIMs, you've got that option. There's a lot to like about the Pixel 4 package. Certainly there's things to not like as well, but perhaps the greatest features, Project Solly. Solly? Solly? It enables Face Unlock, Android Face ID, and it works crazy fast. We thought the iPhone 11 Pro worked fast. Uh, this is an insane next level fast. In fact, it's so quick, you don't even see your lock screen. You gotta have an option to even see your lock screen on if you'd like, because it happens so quickly. Now in these units that we've got, it's unlocking with your eyes closed, which is, which is a problem because, uh, you know, you'd be sleeping on somebody unlock your phone. Uh, but presumably that will get fixed by the time these devices ship. 
And that is amazing and it's great to have and I'm happy that it's in a forehead and not in a ridiculous notch. But also here though, is kind of a radar motion sensor. So it'll detect your hand. If you wave your hand over it, it'll know that and it'll go to the next song or you could yeah, ignore a call if, if someone's calling you don't want to talk to you. It opens up more possibilities for the phones. In fact, they gave these phones to us reviewers in a pizza box. So you can get your hands all greasy and still interact with it on board. All those things add up to a really nice package. And they're small bits. They're not giant, but a lot of really small pieces add up to a really good whole. And I promise I was going to give a conclusion, an opinion, what I think. Should you get it? What side of the fence am I on? And I think if you are looking for a phone with an amazing camera, Pixel 4 is an amazing way to go and you should get the Pixel 4. I'm excited about the Pixel 4. I like the Pixel 4. I think you should too. With the caveat, if you got a Pixel 3, probably hold on to it. If you got something older or another Android phone, I think you're going to be really happy with what you get from the Pixel 4. Those are my thoughts. Those are my ramblings, my rumblings. Mr. Andrew Edwards, it's back to you. Welcome back to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Andrew Edwards, and it is now time for the National Car Rental story of the week. As you know, Geared Up is sponsored by National Car Rental. And if you don't know, I also do a show with National Car Rental on YouTube called Technically Speaking, where I bring you the latest, my picks for the best tech for business travel. Whether you're business traveling or even whether you're going for leisure travel, there's a lot of tech out there that can make your travel more efficient or even more fun. You can check these episodes out at the nationalcar.com control center or go to youtube.com slash nationalcarrent. The latest tech puts you in the driver's seat. National Car Rentals Emerald Club will keep you there. Okay, continuing. Once again, big thank you to National Car Rental for sponsoring Geared Up. Now, John Rettinger brought you his thoughts and his opinions on the Google Pixel 4. Now I'm going to bring you mine. It should be stated, John recorded his segment about a week ago. So just a couple of days with the Pixel 4. I'm recording this obviously a week later. I've been using my Pixel 4 for over a week. So my impressions are a little more refined. This is almost going to be my Pixel 4 review that I'm working on uh, for YouTube. YouTube.com slash gear live. If you want to see that, all these notes are basically what I'm using to form my Pixel 4 review. And in particular, it's the Pixel 4 XL that I've been using. So let's jump into this. The new Pixel 4 comes with motion sensing capabilities that enable it to detect when you're nearby, as well as a more advanced camera that gives you more flexibility to edit scenes as you're snapping a photo, among other changes. After spending almost, I would say, two weeks at this point with the new smartphone from Google, I've found plenty of things that you can like about it and also almost as many that I dislike about it. So here's the best and worst aspects of using the Google Pixel 4 that I've encountered so far. First up, let's talk about face unlock. This is facial recognition on Google's new smartphone. It's faster than facial recognition that you've seen on pretty much any other phone with the exception, I'd say, of the iPhone 11 Pro. It's not that it's slower than the 11 Pro. I actually think they're neck and neck. It's hard to pick a winner. So if you've used an iPhone 11 especially or 11 Pro, Google's face unlock is very similar to that. Now, the one area where it does win though is in conjunction with the motion sense capability. And if you don't know what that is, the Pixel 4 basically has a radar in front, in the front bezel, in the top of the phone, it has a radar 
So when you reach for the phone, the radar senses that you're reaching for it. It basically creates a little bubble around the phone. If you break that plane of that bubble with your hand, the radar senses it. It immediately enables the camera so that as you're picking it up, it's already looking for your face, which means as you pick it up to your face, it's going to unlock instantly rather than you having to like tap on the phone or raise to wake the phone. It just kind of comes alive on its own. So that's convenient, but there is a compromise there with the iPhone the face ID requires or can require optionally that you're paying attention to the phone. In other words, if you're sleeping, if your eyes are closed, if you're looking in a different direction, the phone's not going to unlock until you look at the phone. With the Pixel, it just needs to see your face. So if you're sleeping and someone grabbed your Pixel and it's locked and they just kind of hold it up to your face from a foot away or whatever, it's going to unlock even though your eyes are closed. Now, Google says it's working on a fix. That'll stop the phone from unlocking when your eyes are closed. But they said the fix is going to be available in the coming months. And that's a quote, a coming month. So it's going to take multiple months for them to update their face unlock to be as secure as what you get with the iPhone face ID. So hopefully they can speed that up because I like my devices to be as secure as possible. Some people say it's not a big deal. I just think if you're promoting security, allow me to make my phone as secure as I want it to be next up the big change pixel 4 rear camera you often find yourself attempting to take photos in dark scenarios like in a dimly lit bar or restaurant outside in the dark you'll be very impressed with the pixels night sight mode during my side-by-side testing i find the pixel 4 will outperform the iphone 11 pro's night mode in a lot of scenarios and then the 11 pro will beat the pixel 4 in other scenarios but in general it feels as if the pixel 4 is able to focus more quickly in the dark and it produces images that in some cases were brighter in a good way. In some cases were brighter in a bad way. And what I mean by that is the iPhone 11 night mode lets the nighttime be nighttime. So when you shoot a picture in the dark, it'll bring things out so you can see in the dark, but it still looks like you took the photo at night, which you did. Whereas I find the pixel to kind of brighten the photo to a point where it looks like it's taken at dusk or sometimes even in daylight even though you shot the photo at nighttime. So I don't know that I like that as much. I want you to be able to tell the time of day that I took the photo by looking at the photo. I don't, I don't want it to change the perception of the time of day, which is what the Pixel does sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. Another improvement to that camera, though, is the Pixel 4 now has two main cameras, one 12.2 megapixel lens and a 16 megapixel telephoto lens for zooming in, which is a feature that has long been a staple for flagship smartphones from other companies for a couple of years. Interestingly enough, the Pixel 3 had only one rear camera. And at the time, Google said, we don't need two rear cameras. We're good with one. Our software is so good. We do not need another rear camera. Google also said they didn't need to have optical image stabilization. Now they have optical image stabilization. So it's just funny when Google says we don't need this or that. And then the following year, they add the thing that they said they didn't need this year. The thing they said they didn't need is an ultra wide camera. We're seeing ultra wides on a bunch of other phones. The new iPhone added in an ultra wide ultra wides are on Samsung devices, Huawei devices, one plus devices, HTC, etc. These ultra wide cameras make it possible to capture photos with a significantly wider field of view without having to step backward or coerce people to squeeze together to fit in the frame. So it was disappointing to me to learn that the Pixel 4 wouldn't have that ultra wide camera with Google instead opting for a telephoto zoom lens. Now, again, nothing wrong with the zoom lens, but give me the choice 
put in the wide angle, put in the ultra wide angle and put in the zoom lens, which will make the camera more usable to me in different scenarios. I'm assuming, although we're not seeing it on the Pixel 4, Pixel 5 will probably come around and Google's going to say, hey, look what we've added here. We've now got an ultra wide camera. The same thing we said we didn't need last year, but I digress. Let's move on to talking about the build quality. And this is actually where I think the Pixel 4 excels. If you're anything like me and prefer using your phone without a case, I'm someone who loves using my phone, no case, naked, whatever you want to call it. I think these phones look good the way they are. They show them off. They show all these different colors on stage. You buy a phone and almost 90% of people put their phone into a case. They want to protect their investment. And I get it. I understand that. But I like the feel of the phones in my hand. I like the look of the phones and I like to rock them without a case. The Pixel 4 not only looks good without a case, but feels good without a case as well. It's got these matte edges. It's a design choice on Google's part that makes it much easier to grip the phone without dropping it, especially considering the black model that's out there. That's not the one I have. I actually have the oh so orange version with the matte frosted back glass as well. Feels great. But if you have that glossy black one, the black one is the only one with glossy glass. That one feels like it'd slip right out of your hand if it didn't have those matte rails along the side. So along the side, basically, the band that goes around the edges of the phone, it's black matte material and it feels really good. It feels nice and it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't feel slippery. Google did a great job on the build quality. That matte grip feels like a practical addition that can prevent accidental drops and slips. So kudos to Google on that build quality of the Pixel 4. Moving on to motion sense, I mentioned that is one of the major features of the new Pixel 4, the radar. Now, I personally haven't found myself using the main feature. So motion sense I mentioned earlier, it'll sense you reaching for your phone as you pull it up to your face in order to unlock it. So that's cool. It'll also sense your hand in other scenarios too. So let's say your phone is ringing or your alarm is going off. As you reach for your phone, it'll lower the volume of the alarm. It'll lower the volume of your phone call, your ringtone, because it knows, you know, something's going on with your phone. So why keep blaring at a high volume? Very cool that it does that. The other things that it does, though, is allows you to do things like skip tracks. So you can skip a track. Let's say you're listening to YouTube music and you want to go to the next track. Instead of tapping next track on your phone, especially if your phone's locked, you can just over the top of your phone without touching it, just wave from right to left, just wave across the top of your phone and it'll magically switch tracks or wave the other direction to go back a track. It's not something I'm doing. I don't think many people want to wave at their phone, especially being the case that it's not 100% accurate. There have been times where I waved over the phone three times. I'll just wave, keep waving. What's happening? Why isn't it working? This is a feature that kind of feels half-baked. When you release a feature like this, you want to make sure users aren't frustrated by it and that it works 100% of the time, 98% of the time, basically that it's rare that it fails. In this case, I feel like it works 50 to 60% of the time. It's a little frustrating. It's faster to just tap the button on your display to go to the next or previous track, in my opinion. Now, this does make me interested in what Google's going to do in the future with Motion Sense, though. And if you Google Project Soli, S-O-L-I, you can see some of the concepts that Google has. But the concepts that we saw there did not come to fruition here on the Pixel 4, or at least not yet. Let's talk about one of the other downsides of the Pixel 4, that battery life, not great. With the Pixel 4, I was typically able to get through an entire day 
without scrambling for a charger, but I typically have to casually plug in or drop it on a wireless charger at some point in the day. Now this is with the XL version, and this is different than other flagships. The iPhone 11 Pro, I can take it off of the charger at 7.30 in the morning, and by 10 o'clock at night, I still have battery without having plugged in at all during the day. I still have you know, 30, 40% battery life. It's absurd. In fact, when I used it nonstop without plugging it in from full to empty, the iPhone 11 Pro lasted me a full day and a half last month. And then the less expensive iPhone 11 was on pace to last for over a day as well. The Pixel 3a XL, which is a $480 phone, a lot cheaper than the iPhone 11 Pro and even the $800 Pixel 4, lasted over a day and a half. So I'm not sure why Google put in smaller batteries this year into the Pixel 4, but they did. The Pixel 4's batteries for both the 4 and the 4 XL are smaller, respectively, than the Pixel 3 and Pixel 3 XL. The other downside here, no headphones or adapter in the box. So there's no headphone jack on the Pixel 4, but they also didn't include any USB-C headphones in the box. So there's no headphones, but there's also no USB-C to 3.5 millimeter headphone dongle or adapter in the box. So if you don't already own a pair of USB-C headphones or wireless earbuds, you're out of luck when it comes to listening to music on your Pixel 4. Google's new phone doesn't come with the earbuds, doesn't come with the adapter, and it's an odd choice considering rivals like Apple and Samsung include headphones right in the box. Apple, for two years, not only included headphones, lightning headphones, but also included a dongle if you wanted to use other headphones. So Google just took away the headphones, took away the adapter, and is charging you $800 at a minimum for the Google Pixel 4. So overall, the Pixel 4 does continue to deliver on camera quality that's come to be expected from a Pixel phone, especially when it comes to shooting in the dark. Plus, the Pixel still offers the best software experience of any Android phone, with the exception maybe of the OnePlus 7. There's a lot of people out there that love Oxygen OS, which is based on Android, a little more than what Google does itself. The lack of an ultra-wide camera and shorter-than-expected battery life are hard to overlook when you're paying $800. That's especially true since the much less expensive Pixel 3a XL offers a very similar experience and can last longer on a single charge. Now, all this said, the one thing that needs to be remembered, and actually I don't even think is recognized by a lot of people, is the Pixel 4. I expect a certain level of hardware to at least be competitive with others on the market. However, the Pixel is never about the hardware itself. What Google is doing with the Pixel is making basically Google in physical form, the Google Assistant in physical form. When you buy a Pixel, you're buying basically Google as a whole held in your hand. You can talk to the Pixel 4. You can ask for directions. You can ask for answers to trivia. You can ask for your smart home devices to be controlled. You can ask for news. You can ask for it to do things with the apps that you have on your phone. This is all the Google Assistant manifested into a physical device. And with that, Google does a good job. It's just that you don't want the battery running out on you when you're using your Google Assistant physical device. You don't want your dark mode photos to look like daytime, or at least I don't when I'm using a device like this. The Pixel 4 does seem to be more about laying the groundwork for Google's broader ambitions when it comes to mobile phones. Improvements to the Google Assistant combined with the motion sense technology that can proactively accomplish tasks like lowering your morning alarm before you even touch the phone. These things signal that Google is focusing more on infusing intelligence into its gadgets than infusing hardware features into its gadgets more than anything else. 
So there you have it, guys. That was my thoughts on the Google Pixel 4 and the Google Pixel 4 XL that I've been using. Again, my full review will be coming onto my YouTube channel shortly, youtube.com slash gear live. If you guys want to check it out, subscribe, etc. You can also find other thoughts of mine, including behind the scenes over at my Instagram, instagram.com slash Andrew, A-N-D-R-U. And that's it for this edition of Geared Up. The show is back. We have another episode coming in just a few days where we'll be looking at things like the new AirPods Pro that were just announced, the new Tesla Solar Roof 3.0. Update on John's Carly situation. Is he going with another Tesla? Is he going to wait and get something else? What is he doing? We're going to find out in just a couple of days. We appreciate you guys listening to the show, supporting the show sharing the show. And of course, as I already mentioned, you can catch John and I on YouTube. I'm at youtube.com slash gear live and John is at youtube.com slash John number four Lakers, John four Lakers. Feel free to head over and subscribe to our channels to stay up to date on all the latest tech. Speaking of subscribing, you can subscribe to geared up in your favorite podcast app. If you haven't done so already, just search geared up. That's two words, not one in Apple podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast. And we just got into Pandora podcast as well. And of course, anywhere else that you listen. If you like what we do, please consider leaving us a rating and review. It really does help other people find the show. Geared Up is a Gear Live podcast and you can see more from us at GearLive.com. Thank you so much for listening. As always, guys, we appreciate your support. For John Rettinger, I'm Andrew Edwards, and we'll catch you in the next episode.